2023 was a year of equal amounts of challenge and joy for me. And those put together, I think, equals expansion. We have to face both the bliss and the challenge, the surrender in the challenge to find new levels of our feminine depth. And this is what I certainly experienced. As I was reflecting back on this year and writing down things that I was grateful for, and I encourage you to do this practice as well as we're moving into a new year, I thought about some of the lessons that I am taking with me into the next or into the new year and some of the lessons that I would like to share with you today. And I really do encourage you to look at the year, however it was for you, what whatever experiences you had, perhaps it was a challenging year, a hard year, a beautiful year, whatever it was for you. If you challenge yourself to write and journal around the prompt of 2023, was an amazing year because it challenges your mind to come up with perspectives and ways of looking at things that have, that have happened that you may not have seen them in this light before. So even the hard things you start to see in the midst of them, the gift and the treasure and the seed of growth. So I do encourage you to do this practice, write, take a piece of pen and a paper and write things down that you were grateful for in 2023, no matter how the year was for you. But with that being said, let's move into the five golden lessons that I want to leave you with before we move into the next year. Welcome back to the Vibe and Flow podcast. I am so happy to have you here listening to this episode. And I truly hope and pray that it is of inspiration to you in this moment whenever you're listening to this. To be quite honest with you, I'm feeling quite low in energy. I've not been sleeping too well this week. Um, and last night, I think I woke up every 90 minutes or so so after every sleep cycle i woke up either it was i had to go pee or i was uncomfortable or my hip was hurting it's all you know the joys of being pregnant (laughs) and as i'm getting bigger and starting my last trimester I really do feel it. I'm starting to feel the heaviness of me, (laughs) of what I'm carrying inside me. Um, And um, sometimes sleeping isn't as easy as it used to be, but I've learned that things change and shift quite rapidly. But if you do have any tips and tricks on how to sleep better, in the last trimester of of a pregnancy then 
I would be grateful to receive them. <laughs> but um, I wanted to get this episode recorded nonetheless, even though I've been so, so sleepy today. Um, just gathering my strength to to really move into 2024 with a lot of intention, a lot of slow, peaceful intention. This honey-dripping slowness and presence that I want to bring into the new year. And I hope to impart some of that juiciness to you today. So if I sound a little tired at points, you know, bear with me. <laughs> so I wanted to share with you five lessons. I, I'm sure I would have more, but not to make this episode too long. Five lessons, five golden lessons from 2023 that I feel are resonant with me right now. And I've also seen have been quite resonant with my clients. The first one is that harnessing your feminine essence in a masculine environment creates results you didn't even know were possible. Last spring, I discussed, I think in one episode at least, about my master's thesis process and how that went down so differently to my other academic um, works that I've done, like these bigger projects, and that was certainly the biggest that I've done this far um, in the width and breadth of the research and the writing process. And how I approached the whole thing was from a deep desire to stay in my feminine essence while creating and establishing these masculine paradigms and structures and frames around the my fam you know feminine flow so that i can make it as easeful and blissful as possible and so it was <laughs> that is what happened and i was so pleasantly surprised that by prioritizing staying in my feminine essence while also honoring the structure of, for example, having those certain times that I would go to the library to work, to write, or to read the um, primary and secondary sources, it, it just made it so much easier. I was in a receptive flow and there, when you're in that receptive flow, you just get these ideas, these nudges, these intuitive hits, like guidance and and resources just come to you. Like quite literally, I went to a library. Um, I did not remember or know where certain books are or where anything was. And I just intuitively picked a place to sit by a shelf. And lo and behold, I sat next to the shelf in, that included the books of the topics that I was writing about. Now, the books aren't visible, like you can't see the titles, so it wasn't like my part of my mind just registered those and I didn't realize because I didn't see the titles. 
But yeah, so there were so many synchronicities that happened and the thesis process became pleasurable. Not always easy, but pleasurable nonetheless. And the outcome was was better than I ever thought it could be. Um, I scored the highest marks and graduated with the highest honors. And not that that is the point or important here, because it really was what what I really thought was important was the process and how I enjoyed it because I was harnessing my feminine essence of receptivity in a masculine environment. And I believe we can all do this no matter what kind of a masculine environment it is. Number two, you don't have to be high vibe all the time to be magnetic. So we have talked about the fact that your natural essence, your feminine essence, is magnetic. So it's not something you acquire, but it's sometimes something that we just stuff down and forget about ourselves, that we have this quality. And very often it's easy to get sucked into the self-development tenet of being high vibe all the time so that you can be magnetic. But I was recently reminded of the fact that the meaning of being magnetic, if we think about it in terms of like a real magnet, it is to be polarizing. So you repel some, you magnetize some. The ones that you're supposed to magnetize, you do, if you allow yourself to be truly you. And the ones that you are meant to repel, you will. I heard Susie Moore talk about this in, on her podcast, Let It Be Easy, and, and I just thank her for reminding me of that fact. And knowing that it is our natural essence to be magnetic as feminine beings, you can expect to be polarizing and to repel the ones, the things, experiences, and people that aren't for you. That being said, also, in terms of like the high vibe expectation and the pressure that we put on ourselves that we should be all like positivity and we're certainly not here to talk about like or for toxic positivity which is just stuffing things down and forcing positivity as a veneer on our faces, definitely not. But what I found is that surrender and surrendering in the midst of discomfort, stress and pain, for example, is actually what opens you up for more. It expands you into a new level of your depth and your resplendent feminine essence. So what I've had to learn and what I was really going through with some of the challenges of this year um, was releasing the fear of not being put together. Like releasing the fear of, oh my gosh, I am going through this thing. Like, I remember so <laughs> just a few months ago when my experience was just so very different with the first trimester as I was nauseous and extremely fatigued 
um, every single moment of every day for about two months. Um, I was really struggling with the idea of my goodness, like, I'm here trying to, like, be an inspiration for others and, and mentor and coach women and I am not feeling good. I'm certainly not feeling good and I'm struggling in this season. It felt like everything fell apart for, for a while, like literally everything, my mental health, um, financial plans, um, how I spend my time, how I felt physically, how I felt emotionally, and um, all my plans and all of that. So in the midst of that, finding surrender and the discomfort, it truly expanded me into a new level of trust, new level of the feminine depth that I get to experience, not only biologically as, I, as I'm expanding into more and creating life, but symbolically also on all levels of life. And as I was able to release the fear of not being put together and perfect, and somehow just always, you know, knowing what to do and always having the answers or always, you know, having it all figured out by now and having all the keys to the kingdom by now. That is when I started to, again, receive the bliss, receive um, solutions, receive a new way of being held. Like, the support that I experienced wasn't what I expected, but because I was able to see it for what it is. Like, the new ways, simple ways of feeling and being supported and held, it helped me through that season. And then after that, as things started to shift, and I believe that they start to shift faster because of, you know, because of this process, because I wasn't resisting it because I was surrendering, but also um, preparing myself for something better, something easier, and cultivating that as much as I could within me. Um, that's how I expanded again into more, more of what is available to me, more of what is available through me, to others and it only solidified and strengthened and offered me more so that I can be in service even more to you. So yeah, that's what I wanted to say. You don't have to be high vibe all the time to be magnetic. That the surrendering the discomfort or the in the midst of discomfort is a part of the process to discover your feminine depth, without which you can't really even discover your true magnetism. Number three of the lessons, golden lessons that I want to impart today from 2023 is that not honoring the season seasons in your life and your cycle will only create more frustration and push the things you want further away. And what I mean by this 
is the tendency to want to speed up processes that need time. So I'm not talking about like staying in hesitation, um, not making any moves or not being in motion, not taking aligned action. No, I am talking about that tendency and that false sense of urgency, that sort of hustle mentality that sort of makes us think that we need to speed up something. We need to speed up the process to get from A to B or A to C or A to Z (laughs) in a faster way. And it just it's just not a great way of living because it creates so much frustration. And just like you would do it with like planting planting um, something in nature, a tree, or you're uh, wanting to harvest. You yeah, you're wanting to create a harvest. Like you can't speed up the process that nature takes. And if you do, you end up ruining the outcome and the result. And this tendency, I don't know if you resonate with it, but it has certainly been present in my life. The, it, it's also like part of this I'm behind in life thought pattern and fear pattern thought loop that we can get sucked into so easily and it's based on comparison and just pushing yourself with anxious action to be quote-unquote further along in life or in some area of your life whether it's your relationships your family status or your your um, creative projects, business, whatever. Or even health and healing. So I'm asking you also, like, do you notice that this has been cropping up this year in 2023? The need to speed up some of the processes that you know you're deep in to be further along because you are seeing others perhaps on social media and you're comparing yourself to them and you think hey you should be there by now you should be experiencing this and that by now you should have these kinds of results by now so i'm asking and an encouraging you to honor the seasons in your life just like we talk about honoring our cycle our hormonal cycle so that we can thrive so that the the system as a whole can thrive and i'm reminded of proverbs 16 and 9 says that we can make our plans but the lord determines our steps And sort of that just reminds me of the fact that we don't always know. And our vision can sometimes get blurred or too narrow. We can get kind of tunnel visioned. 
and we don't always know the best. <laughs> so can we find surrender in that as well? And find bliss in the surrender? I would rather enjoy the journey and not hurry and try to speed up every process because I'm so hungry for results and outcomes that I forget to live. Number four is devotion in motion. I've mentioned this before and I just love this phrase. And what it is about is a devotional lifestyle. Feminine, in a feminine way, devotional lifestyle. So very different from a hustle, grind, do, 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 productivity for the sake of it kind of lifestyle, but devotional lifestyle. So you see the value in some of the devotional practices that you cultivate in your life or whatever goal you have, you are devoted the people that you love, you are devoted to them. And you allow this devotion to be in motion. So it's not about being stagnant or passive, which is a common misconception about the feminine, that it is passive, but it is certainly not. And I was just thinking how I can prepare myself in so many ways. I can do endless research on a topic I want to move forward with or consume and learn content from others but without that piece of aligned action it doesn't yield fruit and i was also reminded of james 2:26 that says the new living translation just as the body is dead without breath or the spirit so also faith is dead without good works. And so often when I heard this verse growing up, I took it differently. I understood it differently. I sort of attached it unconsciously to this almost of the resentful altruism type of paradigm that I've talked about. Like you gotta do, you gotta do, you gotta do and earn love that way and that is certainly not what it's about but I think that it's misconstrued and unconsciously metabolized as meaning something akin to that and what I'm thinking here what it also means is that we are devotion we are devotion in motion embodied that that is faith in action so that you take the steps towards your purpose you are stepping into your purpose you are stepping and claiming healing as your own you are stepping into abundance as your own you're stepping into wholeness and the promises of god and the deepest desires that he has placed in your heart and this requires that we do take that aligned action because First, you cannot think your way to confidence. You just, you cannot sit at home and think and try to figure things out first and then 
maybe next year or the year after that or the year after that do something about it to open the door for the blessings to flow in that's not faith in action certainly not faith in action is when you are in motion and actually i was just reading i think it was yesterday or was it today from my morning devotional and the title was don't be double-minded and there was another um uh, scripture from james that says that for being as he is a man of two minds hesitating dubious irresolute he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks feels and decides and the point here is that, yeah, you might know, you might want to know for certain what is right for you in every single situation, but the, the truth is that sometimes you don't. You don't get that lightning from the sky that tells you, go into this direction or do this. I mean, there are ways to discern that I've talked about many times, like feeling into, does it feel expansive? Does, does it bring you peace? Um, does it feel exciting or does it feel like it's bringing in that slumping, heavy, contracted energy? But sometimes we don't know, like we don't get that like, yeah, this is for certain the will of God. <laughs> but you have to step out in faith and do something at some point. No, like not, I'm not saying like go into action too soon. Definitely there are seasons of waiting and discerning but i'm talking about like staying stuck in that state of being double-minded hesitating dubious irresolute and just trusting that once you take the step like the first step the next one will appear and you will be guided but you can't stay in that stuckness of being double-minded because that is staying in fear. So devotion in motion. How can you practice devotion in motion today, but also tomorrow and next year? What does that look like for you to take those tiny steps forward because you are devoted to becoming the woman that you've received the vision of? You are devoted to living the life that you just can visualize and see in front of you. Devotion and motion. Number five is your feminine tenderness is medicinal. And what does tenderness mean? It's a quality of softness and delicateness delicate or soft in quality or tone and this is what feminine power in many ways is not just that feminine power is also a roaring wild rumbling being all right it is also wild it has that roar effect to it but it also has the strength of being delicate and soft in quality or tone 
and it is so incredibly undervalued in our society. It is honey-dripping panacea, or this elixir that the masculine yearns for, but it's also something that I believe your own system yearns for. It truly is healing when you allow yourself to experience it. To see your feminine tenderness as a strength, as this, I just have this visual of a honey dripping elixir. It's sweet, it's delicate, it's nourishing, it has these micronutrients and and it's sensual and it's medicinal. How beautiful is that? How can we not value that and see it for what it is? Which is beauty, medicine for the soul, for the spirit, for the heart, for the body. Can we value that a little bit more? Can we bring that into our interactions with our closest ones a little bit more? Can we shower our men with this kind of a presence and see how that has a healing effect? And can we also allow ourselves to experience the joy and bliss of coming home to ourselves and our essence? This process that creates space and allows for a lot of healing, whether it's physical or emotional, psychological, to happen and take place. Because we're no longer resisting what our bodies and our systems know how to do. So these were my golden lessons that I wanted to impart and leave you with today. Like I said, there's more that I could share, but I wanted to give you five. So just to recap, the first one was that harnessing your feminine essence in a masculine environment can create results that you never could dream of. Number two, you don't have to be high vibe all the time to be magnetic. That you can find and you will find your true magnetism in the surrender. And also in the fact that you get to be polarizing. Number three, we get to honor the seasons in our life and in our cycle. So that we can step into more. And stop comparing and pushing to be quote-unquote further along in life. And number four, devotion in motion. Stop preparing perpetually and take the steps you know you need to take in faith. Just one step at a time. And number five, your feminine tenderness is medicinal. This delicate and soft quality or tone that you get to cultivate in your being, in your speech, in your thoughts, your self-belief, your self-perception, <laughs> I mean, is beautiful. This honey-dripping elixir. 
So I hope that some of these inspired you today or reminded you of something that you needed to hear today. And if so, I'd love to hear what did you think? What would you love to hear more about? How did this resonate? Thank you so much for being here. It's a joy and a pleasure to be creating these episodes for you. This feminine oasis and place of expansion for you. Thank you so much for leaving a five-star rating and a review. Those help so much. So thank you. Thank you for sharing the episodes on socials. You can tag me at the Vibrant Flow Podcast. I'd love to see what you are resonating with and to connect with you. If you are curious about working with me one-on-one, the links are in the show notes as well. And I'm so excited for next year. I am going to share my intentions later on this podcast um, for, for next year and how I'm going to prepare for a new season in my life. And as I'm still working coaching doing the podcast until some time in March um, after that I will be taking a break obviously because then I'm getting so close to my due date that I I, do, I just don't know how things will go and it's all new territory for me and um, I will honor the postpartum time for healing and restoration so we will have a break um, or sometime around March and April uh, with a podcast, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I do have quite a lot of creative energy, but I don't know how things will be and how, how the experience will go for me. And I expect to be quite tired, um, if not even exhausted at, at points. So yeah, but I'll leave you with this. And until next episode, stay in the vibrant flow. Thank you.